0: What's up, NBA fans? We've taken a long break, but uh, but we're back here with the summertime podcast breaking down NBA free agency that has come and gone. There's a few still notable names on the available list, but for the most part, the dust has settled, and some players have found new homes and new teams have read up their core. Uh, notable names carry Irving back to Dallas. The Lakers bringing back most of their core. Uh, the Cavs or the Miami Heat splitting up their dynamic surprising duo and Gabe Vincent and Max Struss all both finding new homes the Clippers getting Russell Westbrook on a on a value deal uh, and some some head-scratching moves of course as always every summer brings those but we'll break all those down here on today's episode as well as some of the surprises and some of the uh, surprises in good ways and surprises in bad ways Uh, Coming out of the summer league and what we can take away from that as we two months away from the start of the NBA season But before diving into all that, there's also Damian Leonard and the James Harden news to talk about Uh, Sean, it's been a notable last month uh, In terms of the NBA despite there being no NBA actual NBA games being played But what's what's been your reaction so far to everything?
1: Yeah, I mean I love the NBA offseason. You know me, Alan. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's my favorite time of year. The speculation, the what if, the the who's going where, just thinking about it and just talking about it with you. Like, this is my favorite part. Um, obviously, now we're at the section of the offseason where there's really nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dust has kind of settled a bit, which I think is actually a pretty good time to talk about this stuff because, yeah. you know, day one of free agency, things go crazy. Um, you still don't have everyone signing. But at this point, we have pretty much everybody signed. That's going to make a meaningful impact. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen some trades go through, obviously. And there are still some trades yet to come from what it seems like. And unless Dame and James Harden are somehow reconcile their differences with the franchises, I think we will see them on different teams this year. It's really just a matter of when. Uh, and it quickly seems like this is becoming a Kevin Durant situation where they might wait him out both of them Mm -hmm. for a really long time. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Are these, are we going to see these guys on new teams before the season starts? Um, it did the Dame piece.
0: I think is a little more challenging than the James Harden piece. I think James Harden, I think we could see him moved Damian Leonard though. The, the Portland trailblazers have him for a few years. Like he's locked into this deal uh, I don't see any reason why the trailblazers need to just take back a player that they don't want. No, assuming the, the, the number one priority here is to make a deal work with Miami. It's where Dame wants to go. But Tyler Harrow, if doesn't seem to be the guy that, that the blazers want. And I could see why yeah. not like they're the guards they have now on their roster are younger, better have a seem like they have a better trajectory. Um, so yeah, I could see this going well into this well into the season. James Harden here, he opted into his deal, and James Harden, as we know, we've also seen him sort of be the type of guy that's not afraid to show up to to the season on the job, <laughs> and just tossing the ball away and sitting on the bench and not showing up in shape. Like at this point, I think James Harden doesn't care too much about his his perception i th- no. he cares more about achieving what he wants and he's like, yeah and it's just like he's got that one year deal and the 76ers on the other hand have a young superstar in Joel Embiid, uh and they have a raw ro- an expensive roster still on their hands so they got i think they have more of a pressure to figure something out here as bad as daryl Morey may not want to do it as he's sort of been a very respectable gm and I don't think he'd, he ever saw himself being in a spot like this where a superstar was just basically going to just handicap his team heading into another very important season for the 76ers.
1: Yeah, and, and what makes the James Harden stuff crazy is that he only had one full season with mm-hmm. them, so it's like what, what has transpired behind the scenes that we aren't seeing that is making him make this hasty decision to get out of there already and not even give this thing a chance is it was it doc rivers it doesn't seem like it because they fired him and he's gone (laughs) um is it not making it past the celtics maybe that just seems hard to believe though i mean and harden seemed like he was the reason that they didn't make it anyway because he had so many flopped games in that series so i don't really know man i don't really know what what's up with harden Maybe he's just he's given up on getting championships and he just wants to go to L.A. and party, um, and that's the reason he wants to go to the Clippers and just so they can be in Los Angeles. I don't. I honestly have no idea like what his his narrative or what his reasoning is anymore.
0: Yeah the the narrative I think that most are suspecting is it has something to do with money. It always has to do with money. Uh, James Harden I think, uh, sort of I think he felt like maybe Daryl Morey promised him that. You know, if he played out this year, didn't agree to an extension this summer, last summer, uh, and, you know, would have allowed them to bring in more people, would have allowed them to bring in more pieces. And at the end of this season, he would have been given a larger extension. Uh, and I don't think that's materializing. And that's why he's he feels like he's been forced to opt into his current deal. Uh, yeah, I, I that's my suspicion here is that, that makes sense. I don't think I don't think he's getting the deal that he thought he was going to get from the 76ers. And as a result, he'd rather opt in and just get traded to maybe a team where he could, A, win more games or or B, get the, get the get the bag that he wants, at least his final one that he feels he probably is going to get. Or maybe a combination of both, although I don't know. I don't really see how the Clippers are going to be able to give him <laughs> the money that he wants, but they'll definitely be a good team with him there. I'm not sure if they're yeah. actually a championship contender. Uh but it was, it's definitely an interesting... It'll be an, a very interesting roster uh, if he does get moved to the Clippers.
1: Yeah, no, definitely be really fun to, to re-pair up Westbrook and Harden. That, that would be really cool. I mean, is that the third time they would have paired up again? <laughs> yeah. Once on OKC, once on Houston, and now with the Clippers. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, the funny thing here, too, is also that...
0: I mean, this is not basketball, but the Clippers will have... <laughs> Essentially an all LA native team and James Harden, <laughs> Russell, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't grow up in LA, but he grew up in, uh, the Southern California air. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And Paul George from Palmdale. So you got an, a, <laughs> four, 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 you got potential. a pizza Zubac. <laughs> and you got a visa Zubac. Yeah. I mean, us, us, yeah. but you, you got an interesting, all oh, Southern California. So I do yeah. like that, that narrative of it. It was uh, Yeah. But actual basketball, it it's such a head scratch. It'd be such a head scratching roster. I I really mm-hmm. hesitate to say that that they actually move into like a tier one team. I I still see them as like a tier two, tier three, even with James Harden on that roster, just because the health questions, the fit questions of Westbrook and and also all four of those guys are 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 another year older uh, yeah. from our, from already being like well into their thirties
1: at this point. Yeah, have you had any chance to listen to Paul George's new podcast? Podcast yes. P, I think. Podcast he calls B,
0: it. I have listened yeah. to some episodes. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard any comments he's made on James on the James Harden situation. Not on the though. James
1: Harden stuff, but um, and this is, this is just harping on the Clippers point that you were making. He had hmm. a message for the Clipper Nation a few months ago, like after we got eliminated by the Suns. And it was basically, like, defending himself and Kawhi on, like, Mm. you know, we're giving it 100% and we're trying to get back out there. And, like, what you see on social media, like, isn't, isn't like, what we're going to post on there. Like, we're not going to post all the bad stuff because, like, that's just going to make people speculate even more. I'm just like, man, this isn't doing anything for Clipper Nation, man. Like, you aren't making (laughs) us feel better about anything, like... Uh, yeah it it, at least for me at least for me as a symbol of clipper nation it just made me feel like well we might as well just throw in the towel you know you're trying your hardest and it's still not enough so we might as well not even like consider us championship contenders next year yeah
0: it's rough i mean the nba has become such a cyclical uh has forced franchises to become so cyclical because of the tough cba I mean, basketball just in nature is like you draft a great player and they're great, but maybe they're just not great enough to be that number one option to lead you to a championship. There's a lot of luck involved. And the Clippers are kind of the same as like the 76ers. Well, it's similar, but but they look a little different. 76ers Mm -hmm. have a young star like Joel Embiid, who's still up and coming. Uh, Clippers had a guy, two guys that came in right in the center of their prime and now look to be on a downward trajectory uh, <laughs> uh, and have surrounded them with different versions of, of solid players, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and they were, they had years where they looked like they were the favorite. I mean, to me, I thought they were the one of the favorites heading into the season last year. Uh, and, but I don't think that anymore this year and how you actually get better from here. It's, it's tough given the CBA restrictions. It's like, you either convince one of these superstars to take a huge pay cut or you trade them away for, for draft assets or younger pieces and hope that that's yeah. enough. Or you just kind of hit the blow up button or you go for, or you go for one last potential home run. <laughs> and this might be the, this might be what yeah. the Clippers have that's left is make the move for James Harden and, mm-hmm. and see, see, see if that works out for you and and maybe you stay healthy and, You know, I don't know, Denver gets injured at some point in the playoffs. The Warriors don't quite as dangerous as we think they are. Uh, LeBron slows down quite a bit. And maybe the the, the tides open up for the Clippers to make a run. But there's
1: a lot that's got to work out there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so between these two guys, with Dame and with Harden, do you think both of them are going to be on the teams they want to be on? Or do you feel like only one of them is? Or do you think neither is going to actually happen?
0: I think James Harden happens. I really do think really? James, if James Harden wants to go to the Clippers, I think Steve Ballmer will make it happen. I think Daryl Morey is going to get cornered to where he's got to make somehow make it happen.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Cause let's just not, let's not forget this also is that the Clippers are opening up a multi-billion dollar new stadium <laughs> facility yeah, this coming right. season. If you can get James <laughs> Harden on your roster and have that as your storyline heading into heading into this season, that'll be huge for Steve Ballmer. So I, I just think those two guys are going to f- figure something out. Mm. Um,
1: but, but like, what are the Clippers giving up, though, in that hypothetical yeah. trade? Like, is Daryl Moy really going to... Because we don't have draft assets. We, we gave them all the OKC. So yeah. you're looking at, as far as salary matching, it's like you're not going to give up Paul George. You're not going to give up Kawhi. Then you're looking at like Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, like Nick Batum, maybe like do like are any of these guys even close to coming to James Harden level value? It it depends. It depends on
0: what what everybody what anybody else is offering you. Like it may just be the best relative to what you're getting, and if you're cornered enough you might just have to say okay <laughs> to that. And, yeah. and that's the thing. That's where like, I'll see, we'll see the magic of Steve Ballmer, the former CEO of yeah, Microsoft um, work his sales, his sales magic. Yeah. If, there, I mean,
1: if there's something there, we we saw it with Bradley Beal. I mean, the sons were able to just yeah. give him a bunch of second round picks. I think we still have second round picks. So yeah, maybe we could swing something for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause you got to think who, is there another team here that would make an offer for James Harden? Like, I think the teams that mm-hmm. have like the the valuable assets, right? Like OKC, uh, Indiana. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, I guess, could could theoretically the be in Spurs. here. But they, they're definitely out of it. The Spurs will not do that. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Miami wants James Harden. Um, yeah, yeah, there's not it, a big market for him. Yeah. Yeah, the, that team and the Houston Rockets, like I know that's been talked about. And that's a place where James Harden will for sure get. The money he wants, but yeah, <laughs> Jabari Smith Jr. looked pretty good in the summer league. The Thompson kid looked pretty good. Cam Whitmore looked pretty good in summer league. Yeah, Tari Eason, Tari Eason. I, I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get this guy if I'm if I'm the Rockets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they have a lot of good young pieces, so. Maybe bringing in James Harden is—he's not exactly that veteran leadership you you're, uh, you expect from a guy like his caliber. He's just gonna show him how to use a strip club. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is the guy you want. But I mean, Sean is a
0: Clipper fan. Are you excited at the thought of getting James Harden, or or
1: <sighs> or does it seem like it's so interesting because it's like you know you're not getting the prime version of James Harden, right? You're getting mm-hmm. the guy that can be prime James Harden like two out of five nights you know like what we saw in the playoffs that's who he is like he can step up when he wants to but he like only half the time wants to so yeah in a way it's exciting because yeah obviously this is like a hall of fame player um yeah I guess I guess I I would do it just because what the Clippers would give up for James Harden is really nothing. Like these players are decent. Like Terrence Mann's a decent player. Nick Batum's a decent player. Uh, I would love if we got rid of Marcus Morris. So (laughs) sign me up for that hundred percent. So because we're not giving up that much in a theoretical trade, I would just say, yeah, go for it.
0: Yeah. And here's something that James Harden just posted on Instagram story. Been comfortable (laughs) Uh for so long. It's time to get uncomfortable. Huge black screen in the back. What does that That's mean? That's it.
1: No idea what that means. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, Who is uncomfortable? Is he uncomfortable? Are the Sixers uncomfortable? Uh, if Mike, uh, my gut feeling. Yeah, my gut feeling here is that he's basically
0: saying that he's ready to play play the hard game of wow, setting out games, you know, coming into training camp out of shape. Like, He's ready to do
1: what we've already seen him do once before. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, all right. I, I do love me a good cryptic social media message. Those are always fun. <laughs> yeah. So, there,
0: but bef- You know. before you know talking more about Dame and Portland, because I feel like that's also a situation mm-hmm. in of its own. Uh. What What do you think this would mean for Joel Embiid in the 76ers if you trade away James Harden? and all you get is a combination of <laughs> Marcus players. Morris, Terrence Mann
1: <laughs> and some some draft picks. I think it I think that that signals the end of Philadelphia yeah. Joel Embiid, honestly. Like this guy wants a championship more than anything and unless Tyrese Maxey becomes an all-NBA player, which you know, maybe he has the ability to, I, I personally don't Think he'll ever become that. Yeah. He's good, but he'll never become that. I, there's no one else to really help out Embiid on this roster. So, you know, they give it a shot this year, and then they're, they're gonna have to make some big moves to keep Embiid happy next year if they don't succeed this year. Um, it's yeah. gonna be very dicey. Like I, I've seen like everyone's predicting like Doncic and Embiid are gonna try to team up somewhere. Um, that's been thrown out there before, um, so I don't know. It's it's going to get very dramatic, uh, very quickly if we see this uh, Sixers roster start to deteriorate a bit. Yeah, Joel
0: Embiid, twenty eight years old, and he is still locked in until twenty twenty six under his current deal, uh, mm-hmm. which he just signed not 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 that long ago, twenty twenty one. So. He is there in Philadelphia for now, but in terms of like going back to that point of like the NBA has sort of become a cyclical, uh, uh, like for like your run to a championship. It, you know, I don't think teams are going to be able to keep their roster, those cores together for like a whole decade. I feel like we used to see, uh, except for the Warriors, somehow have been able to figure it out. But even then <laughs> they've had that, they had that real deep, um, low point, and. This might be it for the 76ers. Like they had a good run for for five, yeah. six years where they had a core that looked like it was always ready to compete. But that time yeah. might be running out <laughs> for itself. Like you it's can't just even so call hard. it a
1: good run though. They never yeah. made the conference finals. They're and they're in the exact same boat as the Clippers. Both mm-hmm. teams have just they've tooled their roster to where it should be a championship contender, and they can't even make it out of their own conference. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then it's so tough that once you've committed to some of these pieces, it's so tough to layer on anything that's going to be a game changer. It's just mm-hmm. different faces, but the same core. Uh, and the 76ers, of course, that core being Joel Embiid. I mean, they've managed yeah. to swap out this core quite a bit. Ben Simmons, Jimmy yeah. Butler, Jimmy Tobias Butler, Harris, uh, like, and now James Harden. And none of those pieces have worked. A lot of those pieces are gone. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel bad for calling out Tobias Harris because I feel like the man has played basketball to his ab- best of his ability. It's just, yeah. you know, his contract is just so <laughs> outrageous, but it it's is really what expensive. it is.
1: expensive, but yeah, one of the best 3 and D players in the league, obviously, but yeah. is that worth the $40 million at this point? No, but yeah. that's, I mean, uh, yeah, there are worse contracts in the league right now. That's I think sure. so. Yeah, and
0: then to Tyrese Maxi point again, like I agree with you. I think he will get better the next few years, but I don't think he'll ever eclipse and be an All NBA guy. No, uh, be the second piece to a co- to a team that makes it all the way to the conference finals. Like I don't think his ceiling is like it's what not we that saw. High. Well, yeah, but like what we just saw Jamal Murray do in that run uh, for the Nuggets to win that championship. I, I would
1: even say his ceiling. His ceiling is not even Jamal Murray. It's. It's below that for sure. Just yeah, where Jamal Murray is right now, like I know he's never made an All Star, but if you just look, if you look at that, you're like, oh, Jamal Murray's never made an All Star game. He can't be that good. It's like, no, oh, dude, like this, yeah. this guy is a superstar mm-hmm. for real. tyrus Maxey, man, it's so. I know he's young. It's just so hard for me to picture him improving that much. Maybe he will, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, my gut's telling me no.
0: I I agree with you. I think um, good numbers, solid numbers. Maybe sneaks in there, makes an All Star team at some point in his career. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's a second team or third team All NBA guy. Let alone the second best guy on a championship team. Like you just need a bigger, a better weapon out there. And looking up and down at the rest of this roster, it's everything's pretty interchangeable. So yeah. Uh, if you like go of James Harden, that's it for that asset piece. And, uh, <laughs> you're, you're still over the top. Ta- you're still over a luxury cap. Cause you're going to have to yep. extend Tyrese maxi. So do you blow mm-hmm. it up at that point? And Joel Embiid, I'm sure is a smart guy. He's going to look at what's in front of him and things <laughs> might get a little dicey in Philadelphia the next year or two, depending on what happens these next few months. Yeah. going to be very interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so go into Damian Leonard, uh, he wants to go to Miami, Sean. If you're if you're the Trailblazers, are you doing it? Are you
1: rewarding <laughs> the loyalty? Are you thinking future tense here? Um, if I was them, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I I I think that yeah, loyalty is great, but what is that loyalty worth if you're just gonna stab your your friend in the back years later? You know? Yeah. It's like. They have done moves every single season to try to improve the roster. We talk about it every offseason. It's like, oh, the Blazers signed this guy. Oh, the Blazers signed this guy. Like, they're pretty good. Like, this should help them improve. Um, Obviously, they've never been able to pair him with another all-star player, but Mm. they've been able to surround him like a pretty good amount of talent. And obviously, I, I think... I think what was really the the last uh, the last straw for Lillard was that they sat him out at the end of last season. Yeah, and I think that rubbed him the wrong way, and he doesn't want to play for a franchise like that. And I totally respect that, but at the same time, it's like I'm not I'm not tanking the future of this franchise to just let you do what you want. Like that's not mm. that doesn't make sense to me. There's never been a trade like that where what like just because. A guy wants to leave and he's been a good player for you for a decade. That doesn't mean he just leaves for nothing. Like he's in the middle of his contract, you know, like you're you're a contracted player. You signed up for this, so we're gonna make sure we get our value.
0: Yeah, and I mean 58 games last season, but you could have easily hit 65 yeah. if he hadn't been set up, but 32 points a game, 46% shooting. 36 like there's still a lot there and there's mm-hmm. if you're Portland you yeah there's value here you can't just swap that out yeah. for a guy like <laughs> giving Tyler, up Harrow. Tyler
1: Harrow you yeah kidding me?
0: yeah dude who's definitely not gonna maybe maybe sneaks no no way he doesn't make an all-NBA in his career like no. solid player but you're giving up a lot and the guards you already have on your roster it just seem like they have better way better trajectory than Tyler Harrow um Yeah, I mean, outside of this, there are some other interesting names, I guess, that I think could potentially make a move here for Dave. If you're the Spurs, are you tempted
1: to make this move, Sean? I am extremely tempted. Yeah. However, you don't really have... Well, you have some good young players, but are they the good young players that Portland wants, I guess? Because Mm -hmm. you look up and down the roster, it's like, they have like guys like Jeremy Sochan, yeah, Malachi Branham, uh, like Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson, um, Keldon Johnson. Like these are decent players, mm-hmm. but none of them are better than Tyler Harrow. You yeah. know, so that's where you run into and like, yeah, and the difference is, I guess, the Spurs can offer them like a bunch of draft picks, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That that's a tough one. I would be tempted to for sure. Like we, t- I think we talked about like before. Chris Paul got traded. Like mm-hmm. he would have been one where I would have thought that the Spurs would have made a move for him to pair him with Wembenyama. Yep. Um, obviously he went to Golden State instead. But yeah, I, I still think pairing Wembenyama with a, a playmaking point guard like Dame would be awesome. Um, sort of so accelerate yeah, but that like, growth. Obviously, it's uh, yeah, it's obvious that you know Dame wants to go to Miami. And I think at the end of the day, he should go to Miami and and the Blazers should help him do that. But they need to get a third or even a fourth team involved so that they can get the return that is warranted for a guy of his caliber. Um, so yeah, you get, maybe you get Tyler Harrow moving somewhere else, but then maybe you get, um, I don't know, someone with a little more juice in them, you know, um, maybe someone that fits your roster a little bit better or i don't know um there's there's so many possibilities i think uh when you start yeah. to incorporate like a third and a fourth team like maybe the magic get involved or maybe okc gets involved because they got a bunch of assets and stuff um like they, they could play make a play in there too um yeah I, I don't think it's going to be a simple uh heat blazers swap yeah i don't think so either i think
0: it's going to be some pieces but the Black Horse team that that could come in out of nowhere. The Celtics I think the Celtics
1: are Ball, you know, Jalen Brown, movie.
0: give up Jalen Brown. No, I think they probably wish they don't... could take back that Marcus Smart trade and see if they could have <laughs> put that in a package.
1: Yeah, I think that they would not part with Brown at this point in his career because. Mm-hmm. The dude is twenty six years old. He and they can yeah. sign him for a full five years and be able to compete for a championship for another five years. Yeah. Versus with Dame, you shorten that window to like maybe two or 3 Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think it's worth it. Um, because you're gonna have to give up more than Brown too. You're gonna have to give up maybe like Derek White in that trade also, yeah. and some picks it's uh, yeah it's it's pretty rough I I don't think that would make as much sense for them but they might feel like hey let's just swing for the fences for two years with Tatum and and Lillard and and Mm -hmm. Porzingis and and see what we can do with that um yeah I wouldn't do it personally I I I'm a bigger fan of Jalen Brown than I think a lot of people are um everyone seems to hate on this guy like oh he's not even that good. It's like man you guys don't even watch the games. Like you do not. Yeah. So this guy is a this guy is a freaking baller man. Like they sh- they cannot get rid of him especially at this point in his career. So yeah. I wouldn't do it. I like
0: Brown. I just not sure he wants to be in Boston or at least there's still a piece of me that
1: I don't know why not. I mean, I know there was like that one thing he had where he said like the fans are racist or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of out there maybe that's part of it but i don't know you you, you got a good thing going you'll get the super max they're gonna give him the super max i'm i'm totally convinced they're just gonna negotiate terms on that before the Here's season the, starts
0: yeah oh that's another thing to watch for is that yeah brown has not been extended yet by the celtics not yet i yeah. i think it's gonna happen though i'm i'm pretty confident yeah that's a that's a that's a little storyline that is kind of slipped under under everyone's noses so far. <laughs> Not many people yeah. have been doing hardcore speculation on that uh, no. what that means. Maybe it means nothing at all. Probably. Probably means nothing at all. Um but here's another here's another team that I want to see your reaction to the Nets. Mm. The Nets oh, making a move here for he, Leonard. Because he likes Mikhail Bridges. Likes Mikhail Bridges. They got Cam Johnson
1: they got all the picks from <laughs> from them from the Phoenix deal uh the 76er deal. But- the problem with that for the nets and this is for the nets act like the blazers totally like you get cam johnson back you get picks back maybe you get something else back in return i don't even know who else is on the roster dorian smith some some bs um that's actually a pretty decent package like cam johnson has the potential to be very good three and d player yeah um but if i'm the nets you're, and you're so Dame is a win now player, and the Nets are not a win now team with just him and Bridges. Yeah, like what it's like him, Bridges, Claxton. That's your mm-hmm. best three players. That's not a championship team. No Simmons. way. Simmons. Oh. <laughs> That's the reaction you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. But what if what if you can no, get what dude, if you can get the stop. Blazers
0: to take Simmons instead of
1: Cam Johnson? Oh, if you can get them to take Simmons, oh, well, oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? If you could upload Ben Simmons for Lillard, dude? Oh my gosh. That would Does be that highway happen? robbery. Is, the, the NBA world would go up in arms, dude. There'd be riots in the streets if that happened. <laughs> Because essentially, with the Simmons
0: money, you just need Simmons and maybe like a Dorian Finley Smith or some other player, and the the numbers work.
1: Yeah, don't even. (laughs) Yeah, don't even question it for a second. Don't even like maybe they accidentally even said his name. Like, doesn't matter. (laughs) Make it put it in paper right away. That is that would be absurd. Is is there a world you think where the Blazers accept taking Ben Simmons? No. No, not even with the it's draft like picks. The only way is if you accidentally press accept on on the window that pops up on your screen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no way, dude. No way. No, how they will not take Ben Simmons. Yeah, the guy that guy is. He is washed. He is completely washed. He's never going to be the same player again. Yeah, there's no hope for you. you you've let that ship sail. Yep, there's no hope.
0: I'm out of curiosity. He's had
1: he's had so much time to rehab and recover. This has been like three years, man. It's been like yeah. three years since that incident. it's not getting any better. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think he's done. It's it's like it's like Lonzo Ball, but like I feel more bad for Lonzo Ball than Ben Simmons yeah ben simmons hasn't aver hasn't hasn't complete hasn't played
0: more than 60 games since 2018-19 when he averaged 17 yeah. points but that yep. was wow 56% shooting i shooters yeah rolling. i would
1: i would love to eat my words man i really would like it's not like i'm rooting against him i just yeah i just have no faith and I hope I'm wrong. I hope he just like somehow is fully healthy when the season starts and is able to play like 70 games and like get back to his old averages. I just yeah, it just seems like a too much of a miracle scenario. Yeah. So Penn Simmons is
0: still due 37 million this year, 40 million
1: next oh. year and
0: then he'll <laughs> finally hit free agency. So maybe that's I mean just a tiny, a tiny bullet point. For the Blazers that they kind of get an expiring deal in return, uh, for Damian Leonard. But, uh, yeah. Well, what, what, what's your no. thought? Who, who get who gets traded first, Dame or Harden? You know, you know me, I'd said, I said, um, I think, I think Dame goes well into the season. Harden gets traded before the season starts. Okay. Duke.
1: Yeah. After talking through it. Yeah. I think so. I think, I, I think Harden will, will get traded first for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool.
0: So jumping into free agency, some of the moves that we just saw made happen. But just a quick summary of like the few things that happened uh, from this last CBA to this CBA to make things a little bit harder is there's been the introduction of a second tax aprons. Any team that's 17 million dollars over the luxury tax, uh, you get a few restrictions uh, that sort of kick in. And uh, one of the big ones that kicked in is that they can't sign players to those mid-level exceptions. Um, so guys like Daniel Gallinari, Dante DiVincenzo, Joe Ingles, John Wall, that the Clippers got, like some of these guys that just may, just make the rotation and maybe change things a little bit. Uh, so teams can't sign those. The other thing is teams have to spend that full cap by, by before the start of the season, whereas before they had up until the end of the season. So that's why uh, teams are just kind of making all these signings, a lot more of their signings, even teams that are a little bit head-scratching, like the Houston Rockets just kind of giving <laughs> money away it's just because they have to hit that <laughs> minimum cap thrash- threshold before mm-hmm. the start of this year. Celery um, cap is also due to rise at 10% each year, so no sudden spikes. It'll be a smooth, linear increase. But um, That's a I'll big s-
1: increase, though.
0: Yeah, 10% is a big bump.
1: Yeah, so like yeah. you're looking at um 136 million I believe for mm-hmm. this season, upcoming season. So that means you're looking at pretty close to 150 million as the cap. And then after yeah. that 165, and then yeah. after that like 180 something, like that's like 10% is a lot. Like that's going to yeah. increase significantly. So like keeping that in mind, Like maybe some of these longer term deals that we're seeing right now, maybe start to make a lot of sense three or four years down the road when the Mm -hmm. cap is so much higher than it is right now. Yeah. And I think the the
0: the guy that really contextualizes this rise to me, oh, there's two guys, Kyle Kuzma. And Jeremy Grant, <laughs> the deals yeah. that they got, like, if you look at them at surface level, it's like, holy shit, that's a freaking ridiculous yeah. deal. But then right. you look at the total cap space, it's like, actually, it's not, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's not that crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like 2016 crazy where we are like, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Berton's deals, like some of those deals we saw in 2016 oh, or was like, like a few well, years ago. That was ago. like
1: 20, uh, that was like 2020. I yeah, twenty twenty. Like Fred Van Fleet and Bertans and Duncan Robinson got all their crazy deals.
0: Yeah. But then yeah. there was like in 2016, when the cap jumped up by like over, oh, I think it was yeah. like 20 ish percent. Like Evan Turner got like a ridiculous deal. Wasn't
1: that uh, the infamous, uh, Luol Dang Timothy Mozgov year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you had these really yeah. average
0: players taking up, you know, 15% of the cap space. Like <laughs> just oh, in, s- man,
1: That was a legendary off season, man. Everyone was speculating. What are the Lakers? Lakers got so much cap space. What are they going (sighs) to do with it? (laughs) Two dudes. And it was only
0: just, I think a year ago, maybe two years ago when the Lakers finally stopped paying and still Luol Deng was off their cap space. Finally. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so amazing.
0: Yeah. But anyways, uh, jumping into free agency right away, the best moves of free agency Uh, Austin Reeves, four years, $56 million. Uh, Reeves getting paid. And this is a guy that went undrafted while a lot of his draftees, you know, draft classmates are still in the rookie deal while he has just cashed in. And on a year per year basis, he's essentially getting paid just as much as Cade Cunningham, who was the number one
1: (laughs) pick that year. Yeah, and outperforming Cade Cunningham, too. Yeah, outperforming Cade Cunningham, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said he got paid, but this is actually quite a value for the Lakers because, I mean, there was speculation that he was going to make $100 million, potentially. (laughs) And there was, like, you know, people were going to offer that. Like, we thought the Rockets or the Spurs or the Jazz, like, someone was going to offer, but the Lakers, I, I guess, in a very savvy move, basically played a little poker with the rest of the teams mm-hmm. and call, they're like, hey, call our bluff. We're going to match whatever the value amount you want to give to Austin Reeves. We're going to match it. And if you do give him an offer, we're not going to match his offer until the very last day we have to, which means that your cap space is going to get held up in Austin mm-hmm. Reeves during this whole time when you could be signing other players. Um, so you'll lose out on everyone else, and then you'll lose out on Austin Reeves. Um, so they they played that card, and we'll never know if they were bluffing or not. Like if someone offered him four years eighty or four years a hundred, god forbid, we don't know if the Lakers would have matched. i it would have been very interesting, but they their bluff worked and they got Austin Reeves on a crazy good deal. Yeah,
0: that was the second piece of that is that. Given, you know, Austin Reeves background, it looks like a great, tremendous deal for him. But looking at what he did in the playoffs this year, like the Lakers had no choice but to give him almost any dollar that he wanted, (laughs) because if we didn't get Austin Reeves back, there was no replacing that, that asset, like no over the cap, no other player on the market. There's nothing to trade to get a guy like Austin Reeves back in return. Um so, yeah, we needed to give every dollar we could and there's no way the Laker fan base would would have forgiven Rob Polinka for letting <laughs> another one of their awesome yeah.
1: white basketball players to just walk <laughs> out the door. Yeah, dude, Polinka barely survived letting Alex Caruso go. There's no yeah. there would be there'd be people endangering his life if he let Austin Reeves go.
0: Yeah, and you so, have to trust yeah. trust
1: what you've produced. Like we let Alex Caruso work
0: walk but guess what he's actually a good player he made all nba defense mm-hmm. like yeah he
1: was worth the every dollar it was a it was a big mistake for sure yeah um
0: yeah but austin reeves comes back and now he's making almost just as much money as the number one pick in the class that he it's came such in a,
1: with. man it's such an amazing story man like mm-hmm. the, this guy who no one even cared about during the draft, obviously, but then even after the draft, and for most of his rookie year, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's only getting player playing time because the Lakers' depth is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like you come into this season like, there's no way they're going to keep playing Austin Reeves, right? And yeah. yeah, sure enough, he becomes this like the, I don't know, the darling of everyone's eyes in, in the NBA analyzing world. Everyone loves Austin Reeves. He's like the quintessential player, you know, it's he- it's kind of insane. He's the man, 17 points a game, (laughs)
0: 44%, three shooting from three 46 during the playoffs during and going all the way to the conference
1: finals. He can create his own shot. He he's a solid defender, not a great defender, but like solid. Like he just does a little, he does a little bit of everything. Well, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's super valuable.
0: Yeah. And now we got him locked in for four more years. Uh, the other one, Russell Westbrook, two years, eight million. Um heck of a deal, I think. I think if this Westbrook a wanted
1: bargain. <laughs> yeah, he
0: could have easily gotten more money, goes back to OKC, maybe. I, I markets <laughs> himself as a mentor. I'm sure uh I'm sure they give him I'm sure Sam Presti gives him some money out there. Well oh, they got the cap space, we know that. Yeah, that's for sure. But two years, eight million stays it stays with the Clippers. This is pretty good for
1: I think for the Clippers. Oh, it's amazing. Are you like mm-hmm. He almost was able to get a win on the Phoenix suns by himself. Yeah. You know, like the, he showed flashes of his former self. It seemed like he was just playing really loose. Like the Clippers were able to unlock that part of him that the Lakers never were. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he, he, he fits really well with the roster we have right now. And, you know, maybe James Harden enters the picture, but he's played with James Harden before. So he knows that song and dance. So i mean for four million that's like literally nothing like let's be real like four million dollars is essentially for free in this in today's nba so are we getting russell westbrook for free that is a super good deal i'm not he doesn't have to be in his prime for that to be an amazing deal
0: yeah it's it's crazy that the the clippers could make a trade and have two former mvps on their roster (laughs) a former finals mvp yeah i mean Paul George has made all star teams and all NBA teams. And of course has made it to the conference finals a handful of times. So that's a hell of a starting five, but just, and we still won't make it out of the second round. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon's another name here. Two years, 6 million. There's a lot of speculation about where he was going. If the Lakers are going to manage to, to steal him. But, uh, he makes his way, still securing another deal. Uh, I like this I like uh, Eric the signing of oh, Eric man. Gordon.
1: This his deal to the Phoenix Suns solidified that they had a great free agency, in my mm. mind at least. Like they had some good ones, but then they get Eric Gordon on this minimum deal. That is a huge deal. I mean, the guy can still ball. I mean, he didn't do anything spectacular last year. I mean, either on Houston or with the Clippers, but he he can still shoot he he's a savvy defender um and he, he's just a smart player you know and he just he fits really well with the suns roster too you know everyone they're all veterans they're all trying to to win now and eric gordon's been all the way to the conference finals before so he has that experience and so it, it's a great signing for them they they needed depth and this was a huge depth piece yeah. Eric Gordon, 34% shooting in the
0: playoffs last year, 40% from the field. So it'd be good for, for a Phoenix Suns team that looked really thin. Uh, Even last year, some of the names mm-hmm. they were throwing out there in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that ultimately is what bit him in the butt. In, in the Nugget series. <laughs> Chuck Langdale. Um, so getting some better pieces to round out their roster is good for sure. So I think that is a good point here to sort of talk about the Suns. Like, you like do you like this team sean are you are you thinking they've they found themselves into tier one territory or are they still uh chasing the, the denver nuggets or are they or were, were the adversary adversary
1: yeah i mean we can talk about them a little right now they they do make an appearance in, in a section later in the in the um, podcast but as far as their whole roster goes i mean i've honestly been bought in on this working for them since they signed bradley beal like, I, I just think with that much firepower, there's just no way they don't at least make the conference finals. I'll still make it a challenge against the Nuggets. But, I mean, they, they got some solid guys. I mean, we talk about Eric Gordon, um, Yuda Watanabe, um, the guy from the Nets that they signed. The, he is a lights-out three-point shooter, and he's a very solid defender, and he's got great size. So that that's another wing you can throw in there at the 3 position alongside Booker Beal and Durant and Ayton. He might even get some starting minutes honestly. Um I think they'd be smart to. Um you got bowl, which, you know, he's not the best player, but he's got size and he has a lot of offensive utility. Um uh-huh. so I think he he could work around really well. We'll see. Maybe maybe he doesn't really get that much playing time, but like he's an option. Um, Drew Eubanks, you know, had some good moments for Portland. Keita Bates Diops had some good moments for the Spurs. They're all just like, you know, you're below average NBA players, but they don't need anything more than that. So mm. yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of these of these signings.
0: Yeah, this is this is I had I had a lot of doubts of like what this team was gonna start looking like, but they rounded out some good pieces. I think as long as they got healthy, they should make a good run for it. Um Another move here is the Pelicans extending Herbert Jones, four years, 54 million. Another guy uh, drafted late in the, late in the first round, but got his extension here. And now he's, he gets to stay with the Pelicans, a solid defender, solid offensive player. So I like Herb Jones. I, I think this is a good move for the Pelicans to keep him.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he's such a, he's such a glue piece, you know, mm-hmm. like he just fits a lot of roles. He'll, he'll do whatever you need him to do. And, you know this 4 years 54 million like we're talking about earlier with the CBA increases in the cap space like that deal is going to look like nothing in mm-hmm. like the 3rd and 4th year it's going to be such a bargain for such a good player yeah so here's my favorite
0: part worst moves of free agency <laughs> this is some of the ones that some real game changers oh, no turn- yeah. i mean some of these are so bad that they can set franchises back like <laughs> i alluded to the evan turner deal earlier like oh yeah in 2016 portland just gave out money to evan turner Nurkic, mm-hmm. uh i mean cj McCollin, i think played into his contract but that evan turner deal that Nurkic <laughs> deal they gave out in 2016 really set that quarterback for years like it was so hard for them to improve their roster uh mm-hmm. i maybe some of these could be that but Fred Van Fleet, three years, $130 million. Oh. I guess the years aren't that long, but <laughs> there's th- the winner
1: right there. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible that in
0: two years, like Fred Van Fleet plays only like less, like 50 games. And you, <laughs> you're spending all this money to have this dude just sit on the bench while you have a young team who's ready yeah. to just break the ceiling and get themselves in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it could also work out for them in a great way where he accelerates the growth on some of these guys. But no, it's tough that this <laughs> much money went out to, to Van Fleet. Great player, great shooter. But I mean, he he's not he doesn't have young legs and he had a he's had his,
1: his injury issues in the past as well. You say great player. I don't agree with that. I don't think he's, Fred Van solid. he's still pretty no. solid. OK, solid is different than great. OK. He He's, he's he is good. Not great. He's good. He is self proclaimed great. <laughs> he is not even good. I'm sorry. He is short. 20 points a game. He's short. 20 points a game. He's a great shooter. Good he shooter. He's not a great shooter. He's not a great shooter. Do you know yeah, what his he a, goal percentage was yeah, last year? He season? had a rough one. He had a rough one last year. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are right. And do you think that's going to get any better when he has the green light to do whatever the hell he wants on this <laughs> young team with no direction? <laughs> I can't believe I'm defending him. I, I No, because I agree this is a bad deal. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's, it is the worst deal of the entire offseason, everyone else on this list included. He is not worth... He's worth half of this. I would say he <laughs> is worth half of this. Like He shot 18 times a game on average last year, and he averaged 39.3% from the field. The only two guys that were worse than him were Killian Hayes and Lou Dort. <laughs>
0: killing Hayes is pretty had is pretty bad, yeah,
1: yeah he's like known as like a terrible shooter, and Fred van, <laughs> van Fleet is supposed to be a good shooter, but has been an awful shooter. I don't see how that improves on this Rockets team they They don't have a great offensive system. they don't have veteran personnel to back up his game. I, I just it doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, we have all this cap space. Uh, I guess Fred Van Fleet uh, scored the most points out of everyone available last year, so we'll just give him max money. Like, that's that's like That seems like that was the only thought process that went into this at all.
0: Yeah, Fred Van Fleet now joins a list of the highest-paid-per-year players in the mm-hmm. NBA. Only players paid more than Fred Van Fleet are Steph Curry, Dame, and Luca and Trey Young by just a hair. Uh,
1: those are the it only ones
0: yep after that it's 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 fred van fleet right there at 40 at 40.8 <sighs> or whatever he's gonna get paid this first year with this uh with this new deal good lord <laughs> <laughs> yeah steph curry's at 51 dame's at 45 and luca's at like point.
1: There's gotta be points. like what's LeBron? Mean? No, LeBron's gotta make. But more this,
0: oh, that. No, I'm sorry, this is point guards. This is just point guards. Oh,
1: just okay. Oh, point guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I said that. I yeah. must have not said oh, that. Oh, sorry. No. So okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's the fourth highest point guard. Or yeah. Fifth?
0: Fourth. Fifth. Just because Trey and Luke are oh, okay. they're, they're getting
1: paid the same per year. Yeah. So this... fifth. He, yeah. He he is not. <laughs> I I wouldn't <laughs> even put him in the top five point guards. You know. No. No way. No way. Yeah. You got no. Jaw Fox. Yeah, Ja Al- Fox, yep. Shea, Darius Garland. Yep. <laughs> Drew Holiday. <laughs> the, the list is long. The yeah. list is long. I, I would argue that Fred Van Fleet is like the 15th best point guard in the league. Is he better than Kyle Lowry? Would you put him higher than Kyle Lowry? Yeah, he's better than Kyle Lowry just because he's old now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'd rather have Tyrese Maxey than Fred Van Fleet. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's well, it's it's just ridiculous, man. Like I don't I don't understand why this guy got so much hype. He's not that good. <laughs> I don't know. Hell of a salesman, I guess. Best agent in the business.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the same roster, Dylan uh-huh. Brooks getting four <laughs> years eight, like this is another deal that contextualizes oh the rise in the cap space
1: like it's 20 million, per yeah, D- 20 million won't be that much. Later. It's not that
0: big of a hit, but if you, you heard like Dwayne Wade and LeBron were getting paid 20 million a year when they were on the Miami heat, like just to yeah. for reference <laughs> of like how much these NBA salaries have just ballooned up. That is wild. But yeah, but for e- being regardless.
1: Guy, yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I know you got thoughts on Dylan Brooks. Uh, he should not have any NBA contract worth more than the minimum, in my opinion. He is a terrible player i'm sorry <laughs> like he's not good like all nba defense uh, all. is staged <laughs> the only the only player on the roster that shot worse than dylan brooks did last year was fred van fleet <laughs> <laughs> dylan brooks shot 39.6 percent from the field last year and he shot like god i don't know like 13 times a game on a roster mm-hmm. that had john morant desmond bade and jaron jackson jr dylan brooks is chucking up 13 shots a game it made no sense at all the, it, that's the biggest problem is like i wouldn't have a problem with dylan brooks if he realized that he had no offensive game in the nba yeah. like if he realized like oh yeah like i'm a good defender i will stick to that totally great but the fact that he thinks that he's good at offense makes him such an awful player. Cause you know, he's just going to screw up so many offensive possessions for you. He's going to chuck up so many terrible shots. He's going to turn the ball over and he's going to lose you games that way. Like you, you might not see it in the box score. Cause you're like, Oh, like he had like 17 points. That's pretty good. Mm. And you don't, and then you don't realize that he shot like five for 17 on the game. Yeah.
0: It's interesting, yeah, yeah. Thirteen point six field goal attempts last year, basically averaged their third highest field goal attempts on the Memphis Grizzlies last year, behind only Jaw and Desmond Bain. As crazy as that sounds, shot the ball more than Jaron Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so bad, dude. It's so bad. It's like he, if he shot the ball six or seven times a game, he would be such a better player. Yeah. I'd actually pay him twenty million. I would pay him 20 million a year if he promised me he would only shoot six or seven times a game because yeah. he would actually help the team a lot more that way. It's going to
0: be a hell of a heck of a locker room dynamic year with Fred Van Fleet, you know, 30, <laughs> 31. Dylan yeah. Brooks is like what mid 20s and he's got that. Something, yeah, he's got that bulldog personality i don't know what to call it but <laughs> yeah he's a dog he, for sure yeah and then you got all these young guys coming in and who just had a pretty good freaking summer league year like thompson whitmore jabari smith jr like terry eason like like who
1: who how are they going to you know distribute the minutes here with all these guys Uh, they're not they're like some of these guys are just aren't going to play i mean this summer league we're talking about unfortunately like some of these guys that probably do deserve playing time aren't going to get it because you have to play the guys that you're paying the money for or else why'd Uh you even bring them in
0: yeah like why like that's why the dylan brooks signing was such a head scratcher to me even fred van fleek uh, because like and and back at home you already have jalen green of course and what's happening with Kevin Porter jr. Like well, yeah, all now you're s- paying,
1: yeah, you're paying him $18 million to sit on the bench. Yeah. And you
0: drafted guys who may seem like they're almost just as good as he already is. Um, or just like at least a better trajectory in my, in my opinion. Yeah. And then you signed, you bring on, you signed Dylan Brooks who could potentially take minutes away from these guys. Like I wouldn't really call yeah. Dylan Brooks. Like he's in the stage to be okay with giving up minutes and, being a mentor here seems like yeah. he probably wants to try to catch some more all defensive teams on his resume. If he can, uh, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a really, really, it's going to be Houston a Rockets. freaking
1: mess. It's going to be a fantastic league pass watch though, <laughs> at least for like the first few weeks. Cause I just want to witness just the chaos of yeah. this roster because <laughs> there's, there's four guys on this roster. We're just, we're just going to talk about Houston right now because it's just such an, it's just a, interesting science experiment you got four guys on this roster right now that are just like and maybe it's unfair to include jabari smith jr on this list because he's still you know figuring things out you got four guys now on this roster that shot like less than 41 percent <laughs> from the field but also shot more than 10 times a game last year and so yeah. this is priming to be the worst shooting team in the history of the nba <laughs> Like because yeah. Fred Van Fleet and Brooks, we already talked about their field goal percent. Jalen Green was only like 41%. Like, not even that yeah. much better. And then Jabari Smith was like 41 point something. So like mm-hmm. all these guys, they shoot a bunch, they're super inefficient, and now they're all on the same team together. It's <laughs> gonna be awful. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Alperen Shangoon gets like Ten offensive rebounds a game, just because <laughs> there's going to be so many opportunities. It's just like it's it's going to be awful. Like yeah, the guys that should be getting more playing time and more opportunities to shoot are not going to get it. Like, yeah. In my mind, Alperen Sengun, he that's could potentially piece. he could potentially be like your Sabonis, right? Mm-hmm. But you have all these guys that like have this chip on their shoulder, like Jalen Green and Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. They're going to take every single shot and he's not going to be able to get the opportunity to Mm -hmm. be that guy and, or like a guy like Cam Whitmore, where the heck is Cam Whitmore going to get minutes behind Fred Van Fleet and Kevin Porter jr. You know, and Tari Eason, Tari Eason. I, I mean, obviously summer league, you know, but he had some really good flashes during the regular season last year. Even it's like, how is this guy going to get any (laughs) shots up? You know, it's just like, there's, there are really good young pieces they have, but unfortunately I think like with Van fleet, with Brooks coming in, you know, there's just not going to be any chance for these guys to get enough opportunity unless one of them gets hurt.
0: Yeah. This is going to be hilarious. Like, (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's going to I mean, hilarious
0: does jalen green shoot 18 field goals a game again this year like
1: that's that's that's, that's kind oh of outrageous. you know you know he's gonna get his he's gonna get his he, he's not gonna let fred van fleet come in and take yeah. them all from him or kevin, he's, kevin he's porter, that type of player
0: yeah, kevin porter jr at 15 field goal attempts a game yeah uh, and at the pace that they play they're going to figure out how to get more shots up <laughs> just they're just gonna be like you're like, oh, you want more shots? Just run the ball faster so you get more possessions.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, dude. It's it's gonna be s- such a mess. Yeah, okay. Yep.
0: Uh that one's gonna be
1: exciting. Here we go. Jeremy Grant, <laughs> five
0: years, 160 million dollars. This is what happens when you're like over six seven. And you can shoot the three pointer really well. Doesn't that's matter. all it takes. <laughs> yeah, you if you're you want a big payday, yeah, you know, that's
1: not true. Yuta Watanabe <laughs> is also six foot seven, and can mm. shoot the three. Okay,
0: there's that. I I don't know. Like Jeremy
1: Grant is just
0: like he's gotten two big paydays now, and uh, <laughs> he he's a solid player, but you know having him as your second best player or your best player does not equal to wins yeah, at no. all. Like best player in Detroit, they were a lottery team. Yeah. Second best player in Portland, Portland doesn't make the playoffs. Nope. Uh, a Guy like Jeremy Grant's really the best when he's the fourth, third best piece. Cause he's such a, yeah. he's such a, he's such an interesting piece that can just, you know, in a playoff series, just be tough to adjust to. But, In the regular season, he's not that he's not super impressive, but the dude gets paid like and so kudos to
1: him. I just feel like this was a massive overpay yeah, and maybe like a, a breakdown in communication where the Blazers thought that like, oh, if we give Jeremy Grant this money, Dame will stay. Yeah, like maybe that was their thought process. But I just don't feel like the market was that hot for Jeremy. Grant. That was the
0: other thing I wanted to I wanted to bring up is like who was offering
1: more to force you to get to yeah. that number? Like I I yeah we didn't hear anything about other teams like even approaching him with like numbers of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, it, it is head scratching, man, because he is. This is like gonna be the new Tobias Harris contract. I feel yeah we're like jeremy grant's a solid player but you're gonna look at this like he's gonna be making 40 million dollars in that fifth year probably and it's like dude you're taking up all our cap space like what the heck
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's almost gonna like hurt him in terms of like his perception in the media i guess where it's like yeah he's a good player solid starter but because his contract is so big it almost makes him look like he's Mm -hmm. kind of a a scrub or something like yeah no yeah, like, it's it, like it,
1: tobias harris right like yeah. on the clippers everyone's like wow tobias harris is great he goes to philadelphia and gets his max steals like oh he's not even that good yeah but he is a good piece but it's just like but here's the thing it's like that's this is
0: why i'm scratching my head because it's like if you're denver you definitely want him back if you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're the cavaliers you'd want a piece like this too to kind of add some shooting to your to those two big guys that you have down there um any of these teams tier twos tier three teams would want him, but they're not going to give up this much money. So no. I'm just wondering, like who, I, and I can't see any of the bottom feeders right now. In the league wanting Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I don't think Detroit yeah. wants him back. I don't think no. Charlotte Spurs. Definitely not
1: the magic. Yeah. So it, it really does seem like Portland? a huge mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know who they're bidding against. Like just, mm-hmm. they thought that that's what Dame wanted. That's, that's really the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, this is, this is going to be an
0: interesting to see how it plays out. But Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 <laughs> million. After all the commotion, and I don't even know if this was Kyrie's team, Lakers, LeBron, or Dallas, making all these weird maneuvers within social media. After all that hype, it's Kyrie Irving going back to Dallas. And it's what we always thought was going to be, just the new constraint. The constraints of the CBAs just made things so difficult for the Lakers mm-hmm. to execute anything that would get them Kyrie. And frankly... Who knows if they rob really wanted him at and at the end of the day uh, i I'm not sure I'm gonna really miss the whole Kyrie thing like I like the pieces that we ended up bringing back, so mm-hmm. uh I don't know Kyrie to Dallas hooray and I'm, i don't I'm not really sure it does much for Dallas, which is the sadder thing of, out well, of all I, of this is
1: I mean that's why we put him in the worst moves right yeah I, like th- it's because th- we've seen what Kyrie's done for every team outside of Cleveland. It's mm-hmm. never worked out and the fact that we already saw how terrible it worked out last season even in mm-hmm. this latter half of the season where they went from being in playoffs position to being not even in the play-in. It's like what? what more proof do you need that Kyrie is not the answer if you want to actually play winning basketball? Yeah. I just don't know if there's enough in the legs there. I don't
0: think the Dallas has enough to maneuver with, with what they have to bring any more pieces. Like, I just think they made, they've made some mistakes here that they just can't dig themselves out of. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just going to take a huge effort from Kyrie, some step up some, some of those other pieces that I just don't think are in the cards to happen. Um, Yeah. Teams at one free agency. First one, the list Lakers, I mean, Mm -hmm. coming out of nowhere, and we knew the moves that they were capable of doing and they executed those moves perfectly. And on the top bonus, they, they got Gabe, Gabe Vincent, Tarian Prince, which is not a bad piece considering that no. what he brings to the table is exactly what the Lakers were missing was just a wing, a long wing that could hang out and, and guard some guard, some of the better players on the opposing teams, like a Michael Porter jr. Or Jamal Murray or chase around Aaron Gordon. Uh, Jackson Hayes to cover up him down low, but really it's just getting Rees, Rui Hachimura, and D'Angelo Russell back without really having to overextend themselves. The big worry was D'Angelo Russell. We we knew everybody knows he's looking for a big payday. Playoff performance wasn't great, and it seemed like the market responded and kind of punished him for it. Yeah, and he had no other choice but to come back to the Lakers uh, for a reasonable deal and just build his value back up and. The Lakers also secretly, you know, drafting another guard and having Max Christie, (laughs) like it seems like the Lake Rob is also just getting ready for the possibility that that (laughs) if D'Angelo Russell isn't on the roster next year, we have another young guard who's ready to take up ball handling duties. So I love the moves that have been made the last few months. I can't, I'm like pretty, pretty stoked on them.
1: Yeah, there's nothing they did that didn't make sense. I think yeah. every move they made, you could agree with. I mean, obviously bringing back the three, I was, I was wondering, I'm like, man, are they going to actually be able to afford all three of these guys? And mm-hmm. the deals they brought them back on were just fantastic. So yeah, huge kudos to Palenka for that one. And then it's like, yeah, Vincent, amazing. And uh, you, you can even take a, a home run hit with a guy like Cam Reddish, you know, like, yeah. you can afford to do that when the rest of your roster is so solid right now, put together you know, take a chance on him, you know, develop him. Maybe he can reach that ceiling that he was drafted for. Um, yeah, just good all around. Just A+. plus.
0: Yeah, I'd say here, too, is also like the Lakers loss and not bringing back Dennis Schroeder was his win because he got a big payday from the Raptors. Yeah, that's right. They freaked out after losing Fred Van fleet So, you know, <laughs> but it's also a plus to the Lakers because without with Dennis Schroeder walking and getting a better deal with the Raptors that gave the Lakers, you know, the space to bring Gabe Vincent, who I think is actually an upgrade off yeah. Schroeder. So I like yeah. the way that card played out there. Cause I, I wanted Schroeder, but I like that guy, but mm-hmm. I think he found better, a better yeah. pasture with the Raptors. And Gabe,
1: yeah. And Gabe Vincent's a California guy too. Went to UCSB. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, that's a, that's just a good one. Yeah. I like Gabe Vincent and uh, his partner in crime, Max Struess, going to the Cavs.
0: Another team who, did well in free agency getting max strews gorgie dang uh bringing in uh evan mobley's brother here and isaiah mobley and imoni bates um good all-around moves for this team
1: yeah and they re-signed karis lavert too so he's back Mm -hmm. as that six-man role for them and yeah they needed more shooting uh like you mentioned earlier so they get both a guard that can shoot really well and a big that can shoot really well so Mm -hmm. i think really shored up some of their weaknesses um, that were kind of exposed pretty heavily in that Nick series in the in the playoffs. So they'll come back and they'll be they'll be even stronger, man, and get another year of development out of Mobley and Garland. It's yeah, I'm excited. I want to see them roll out a little Mobley twins action there. Mm-hmm. You know, get get some Mobley brother uh, uh sets there on defense. That could be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm sure they feel the pressure because
0: there's a lot of hype on this team, for myself included. I thought they were for sure a second round team to just lose yeah. in the first round like that. That was pretty surprising. So see what happens. Uh, the Suns, we talked about them. Full re- re- retool um, of all these guys. Eric Gordon, uh, Bobol, Drew Eubanks, uh, Bates, D- whatever this dude's <laughs> Bates is. D- oh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we talked, we chatted about them yeah. already. The Bucks uh re-signed their most important players, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. For a while there, it looked like they might lose Brooke Lopez. It took some time for that news to hit, but they managed to bring him back. Chris Middleton is back. Um, I was wondering whether they were going to figure out how to get creative here and make, make some moves, but they stayed in the safe territory by bringing back their dudes. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I was
1: hoping for something bigger yeah. from
0: them. What do you no, think? I
1: mean, no, this is how you keep Giannis around, man. Mm. You, you gotta just give him his boys. You know, the guys he ride, ride it or died with for that championship they won. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's full belief that this team can still get it done with this core of, of these two guys and, and, and it's and holiday. Um, so you just got to run it back. I mean, it' mean, it's just yeah. a little bit of unfortunate stuff last year. Middleton wasn't fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis got hurt during the heat series that could have turned the tide. So y- you gotta believe that this is still a championship roster. Yeah. The Middleton contract just
0: scares me. 33 games from Middleton last year and yeah. huge drops in his numbers. Obviously like a lot due to to injuries there. He came back in the playoffs and played well, but you know, obviously they still lost that series. So Brook yeah. Lopez also getting up there in age, Middleton at thirty-one. So that contract scares me a bit, but we'll see. You know, you got to swing for the fences when you got a guy like Giannis on your on your mm-hmm. roster.
1: Um, exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah, Clippers getting Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumlee back <laughs> for cheap price. Clippers are coming back, and they might have James Harden too. So not not bad, not
1: a bad one. Yeah, not not anything too splashy, but. You know, they didn't have much to work with being in that second apron. So the fact you're able to bring these guys back on minimums is is a win because they could have gotten more money elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Teams that lost biggest losers here. We talked about the Rockets, the two worst oh, yeah. contracts of free agency. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet, Dylan Brooks, bunch of redundancies between these guys, their draft picks and the existing dudes on the roster. Sangoon may be the only sane piece that makes sense on this team next yeah. year or watching them oh, play. And, uh,
1: I forgot to mention, like, who, where does Amen Thompson get any playing time amongst all oh, these yes. guys? Yep. This is, this guy was, he looks awesome in Summer League. I mean, mm-hmm. he got hurt, obviously, but like, you can see this dude knows how to play basketball. He's super smart. He's a good shooter. He can play make, and he's going to get no playing time because Dylan Brooks is going to eat up all the minutes and he's going to eat up all the shots. Yeah,
0: and he, yeah, I like that kid. I liked what I saw yeah, in summer. They I, got li- great I love that pieces. Rockets team. They got great yep.
1: pieces. I'm just afraid it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm.
0: The Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, man. No. I always forget that this team is still in the league because <laughs> <laughs> as sad as it is, not Michael Busev- Jordan's Bulls. Yeah, Vucevic, Colby White. Uh this is such. I just didn't really understand them bringing back Vucevic. Like, it just—you've seen the cap, your roster. The Lonzo Ball news is unfortunate. I would say let's just have a just just tank this year and ride what we got, and bring up Zach Levine's trade value and see what you can get for him and Demar. But to bring back the same core, for <laughs> same more,
1: exact team,
0: <laughs> yeah, to get the same result like this just doesn't make any sense. Kobe White. I don't I don't know if I was ever sold on this guy being a piece no. being a key piece on any for any team and but the Chicago Bulls decided to give him another extension and at this point Cam Thompson has now outplayed him his former teammates in 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 the professional league so uh yeah big loss not not a good showing I think here from the it's Chicago just, Bulls front yeah. office
1: it's just no direction right like they're mm-hmm. not going towards contention and they're not going towards a rebuild yeah yeah, and you bring back the same team, and you're gonna get the same result you got yeah, last year. You, like, yeah, you get what did they get like uh, like ninth or tenth last year. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah that's so bad. Yeah, you, you gotta move on from Levine. Levine is your key to a rebuild, and so you gotta find a good trade partner. Yeah, and no, re- don't resign Bussevik. I can't believe this guy keeps getting paid. <laughs> like he's just one of those guys that looks good, Man. but for whatever reason, he just can't win. That um, trade looks so bad now. Mm-hmm. with the mad like the magic totally fleeced them on this trade because i mean <laughs> i would you rather have wendell carter jr or vucevic right now i'd rather have carter jr way rather. and that's only that part of the trade they gave up <laughs> like two draft picks and like another piece i think yeah it just looks worse and worse every year yeah mavs kyrie irving and overpaying for grant
0: williams <laughs> um, so do you think grant williams is a good player I don't know. It's hard. I've heard so many. I've now listened to several podcasts of people debating this, whether or <laughs> not he's a good player. Um, I mean, he got cooked still like in the playoffs. He's just yeah, puts he <laughs> efforts, but he still gets cooked. Like people still score on him. Uh, it wasn't a huge difference. I mean, Grant Williams was thrown out there for a few times. It was like, why aren't the Celtics playing him in this Miami yep. heat series? Then he got, th- he did get thrown out in the Miami heat series. And, it just didn't really make the difference. I think that people were hoping it would make. I think it's just, yeah, Grant Williams is just one of those guys who's loud, who's louder in the room, uh, but his words that he's that are actually coming out of his mouth are having
1: no impact. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. And I just feel like he, he, you know, maybe you have to have this type of like, I don't know, overconfidence to be in the league, but he just seems like he thinks he's so much better than he actually performs. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, you know, it kind of rubs me the wrong way, and it's never made me really think he's a very good player. But yeah, you know that they, they're gonna roll him out there. He's gonna get all the opportunity. They're gonna throw him right into that Dorian finney Smith role th- that they had before that trade. So he's but gonna I, get the opportunity. Yeah, I just he but he's not as good as Dorian Finley Smith. Nope, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah,
0: um other teams, Spurs and Magic, nothing with their cap space. But that may be okay. Nothing? <laughs> How is that okay? Because you have, because you just drafted Wimby Yama, you, you know, and the Magic have Bonchero. Like, that, yeah, so you, you have these. S-
1: why aren't you adding anything to this? You have cap space. I don't know. They're playing the patient game. They paid to Joe Ingalls, they paid Joe Ingles, like two years, 20 <laughs> something million dollars. That's like all the Magic did. Yeah. Like, Joe so Ingles. What are they, Dude still stays in the league he's still yeah man hanging <laughs> in tough but yeah it's just that uh, the magic one pisses me off more than the spurs one because like they actually were putting something pretty good together at the end mm-hmm. of last year like markel Fultz is like really starting to become a good player ben carroll looks great carter jr looks great franz wagner looks great mm-hmm. they even had jonathan isaac back from injury <laughs> and yeah. it's like dude you have cap space like you could make the playoffs next year if you get like one more good piece. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah, nothing. they have
0: they have not made the playoffs since 2019. <laughs> and I don't I can't believe this. I'm looking at this. They made the playoffs that year with a 33
1: and 40 record. Yeah, that, I mean the East used to be just god awful. And I, I, I think I think the only guy that was good on that team was like Vucevic. Yeah, so the
0: last time they actually won half their games was 2018, the year before mm-hmm. that, but Yeah
1: god this franchise but they're, has they're, been so they're bad they're never that good yeah like <laughs> even in those Vucevic years like they were like the eighth seed you Yeah. Know? so last time they made it out of the first round was dwight howard days 2010 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made all the way to the finals yeah um but yeah dude i i'm disappointed i i was excited for the magic coming into this offseason and to see them do nothing was disappointing yeah this one's, <laughs> this
0: one's also a head scratcher. I forgot about this signing here. <laughs> yeah. Nas Reed uh, Nas extending Reed. with the Timberwolves and outside of that, not making any other moves. Um, what the heck is happening there? I thought the Lakers had a shot at him. I thought other teams, I mean, there was just like all these articles written about where Nas Reed could potentially land and none of them had a shot at getting him because the <laughs> Wolves gave him more money than anybody, any of the contenders could have offered
1: up. Yeah, I think it was three years, $42 million. Mm-hmm. And you're already paying two max contracts to centers. Um, it signaled to people, I think, that they were willing to move off of, like, Carl Anthony Towns' contract, but there is no trade market for this guy right now. No. So I think they're going to go into this next season stuck with three centers that they're paying, like, over half the cap space to. And yeah. that is that is just bad management. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. And you got my
0: you got an aging point guard in Mike Conley that you traded away, you know, D'Angelo Russell for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they, It's not good. <laughs> yeah. The Hawks doing nothing but trading away, basically giving up John Collins here. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even call it a trade. It's more yeah. like a donation. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. I don't understand what the Hawks are doing. There was a lot of chatter of DeJounte Murray potentially being involved in some sign-in trade, but he ended up stay extending here with the Hawks, so there will be more DeJounte Murray in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, there was the Trey Young early rumors of potentially him be, a trade being explored with him, but that seems to just have lost momentum.
1: Uh, so it seems like the what the Hawks are here to stay for a while. Yeah, I mean, I thought that them moving off of John Collins would actually signal them doing other things yeah. that they have more flexibility with now, but they, they, they've they been silent since mm-hmm. si- since doing that trade and getting rid of Collins, and so it's like they're just going to go into this season with a worse roster than last year. You know, yep. and it's like I guess that means that they're they're not thinking that they can compete this year because they didn't make any moves to get better. So maybe they're just trying to free up space for a future year. I just, which just yeah. sucks. That just sucks. You know, that's that's yeah. that you lost. Honestly, like this is a losing off season for you. If that's if that's the case. Yeah, you've done very little to build up from that conference final run from a few years
0: ago, which kind of stinks for this fan base a bit, especially when you're yeah. now starting to get into. S- Luxury tax territory with your roster. Um, Outside of that, the best available still free agents. We still got PJ Washington out there. Christi- Christian yeah. Wood, Kelly Ubre, Justin Winslow, Will Barton. Some of these names make sense. I think John Wall, uh, Kemba Walker. That Are they done? Yeah, they might be done. I mean, Kemba uh, Walker, I think, is definitely done. John dang. Wall, maybe. Uh I I don't I, Ayo Dansumu Dansumu is also for, I'm kind of a little surprised that he's still available too. Yeah. Uh, Christian Wood and PJ Washington. Um I think Christian Wood will eventually just go go back to Dallas or be part of some sign and trade. I think he's just a little too like to be able to hit 38% of your threes as a near 7-footer. I think it's too valuable for anybody to not want on their roster. Uh Apparently he's such a huge defensive liability. Yeah, I guess a defensive, but to just come off the bench like there's no yeah. way he
1: doesn't get a, a roster spot. Um yeah, I don't know. Any surprises here from you? I mean, I think PJ Washington is the most surprising one. Like mm-hmm. the Hornets have been able to extend him for quite some time now and they have the cap space to do it and it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything else with it, so I don't really know what 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 they're waiting for. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like there's any reason to not just sign him to, you know, a, a four year, 60 million, four year, 80 million dollar deal. He's a small ball center that can shoot the three that plays gritty defense. He does a lot of good stuff. I, and I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to end up losing him or what. But like, I, yeah, I, don't, I just don't know what the weight's all about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, obviously, the league isn't rushing in either to offer him something. Maybe because they just know that it's, you know, that the Hornets were going to match it anyways. But then yeah. there's also the thing that the Hornets are potentially on sale right now. Like Michael Jordan has yeah. given away <laughs> his equity in the Hornets True. to to, to someone else. So maybe that's also holding things up. Uh, I don't know. It It is interesting. It's and very it, strange. I feel bad,
1: feel bad for the kid. Seems like he put together a good season, solid season last year. Yeah. I think it's funny that Kelly Oubre doesn't have a deal. <laughs> I don't. I just time in his league might be over. Yeah,
0: I think even, so. Yeah, even though I think he's a talented guy, but it just seems like he was never able to piece it together. Will Barton seems like he could still help out a roster here.
1: Uh, with I think his, so. His I, yeah, I don't know what happened. like Will Barton was such a solid player in Denver. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's left, he's just like fallen off the map. I don't really know maybe it's just gotten older maybe yeah. that's it. But I, I always was a big fan of Will Barton's game. Yeah. He went to Washington, had some
0: weird moments there. Um, I guess he was in Toronto for a bit. Is that where he was at last year? This is where it looks like uh, he
1: was. I, I, I only remember him being in Washington.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's, there should all there's, I'm sure some team could use um his length and he's, He's an okay three point shooter, six six at six six, yeah. Thirty eight percent three point shooter, so there's some That's moments good. there,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I feel like most everyone on this list, like I feel like Justice Winslow deserves a contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like AO Dasunmu definitely. does. I feel like he's kind of in the PJ Washington boat where it's like the Bulls just aren't ready to re sign him for whatever reason. Yeah, but they um, bring back Kobe White. I yeah, I'd I rather have AO Dasunmu over Kobe White. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, I
0: don't, yeah. Yeah, if you're choosing one over the other, but I think they should easily be able to bring back two. I mean, you're already spending all this money. Might as well bring back both of these guys. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Keep uh, the roster completely intact so you can lock in that ninth seed next year. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you beat them. Maybe you're the one that wins the play in game and makes that run to the yeah. conference finals.
0: <laughs> uh, final oh, thoughts man. to close out the close out the podcast. The NBA summer league is such an interesting thing that has just grown and grown every year. And now it seems like everybody's got their eyes on Like it's on ESPN. Like it wasn't on ESPN before. I remember when it was still on NBA oh, TV. Yeah. and i would i remember sometimes when i would like just have to watch the videos on youtube to see what was going on in summer league but now it's like live every single game it's kind of wild but (laughs) there's a lot that happened there for better or worse or maybe for no reason at all like it might not impact anything but uh best moments and takeaways uh whose stock increased i had some names here jabari smith jr uh we've talked about we've mentioned his name a few times but Dude just had an, an awkward lo- rookie year. I thought he was going to have a good one, but it was just awkward, terrible shooting. Seemed like he didn't really know his space and rarely got the ball when shot attempts were all dominated by <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Smith. <laughs> but he had an awful first half of his first game, and it really looked like, oh my gosh, like Jabari Smith may be a bust. But then he had an extraordinary second half to that game, scoring like 30 yeah. points in the second half, knocking down every shot second yeah, like game, game in the, winner too, right? Yep. The game winner, uh, second game looked awesome and played a few more games and just looked awesome in the summer league. And then just called it, you know, called the quits, you know, second year didn't feel like playing the whole game. That's fair. But I think he saved his stock. Like, I really think yeah. so. I think there was a lot of people <laughs> after that first half that were like, geez, this guy may be a bust. like this. This might be the first bust of that class. Uh, But he really saved himself. Uh, Another name is Max Christie, the Lakers guy. I think these guys always get a (laughs) lot of hype because of Laker fans. But I really do think there's something there. I think we could see Max Christie getting some minutes in the rotation (laughs) next season.
1: Name a better duo than the Lakers and an undrafted white guy (laughs) overperforming. Yeah, there is none. There is none. I don't know what it is. Something is something in the water in the L.A. training staff that Uh, just enhances the abilities. Yeah, but you can only have one at a time. That's the thing It's like it can only be one at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can't see him. We don't see him break out or maybe like Austin Reeves has has to be injured in, in a suit to see Max Christie. (laughs) <laughs> uh, really break out. Uh, another name is Chet Holmgren. Man, dude looked good. He looked good in the summer league. I liked watching some of
1: those yeah. games. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see him play, man. He better make it to the season this year. I hope so. I mean, I think this guy may actually put up a fight for Rookie of
0: the Year, uh, depending on yeah. how Victor, oh for sure, how Greg Popovich, you know, manages his rookie year. Uh, Cam Whitmore, though, I definitely wanted to shout this guy out. MVP draft dropped it all dropped all the way to the 20th pick Um, a lot of a lot of health concerns i guess were coming out from why he he fell so hard in the draft but the dude played every single game in the summer league for the rockets showed up in every single game and was voted mvp in the summer league um there are some names that have won mvp in the summer league you know none of them not all of them became players but some of these guys became solid rotation players uh mm-hmm. devion mitchell josh hart uh lonzo was one of those names as well uh trying to think who the other summer league mvps were but uh there were names there of guys that yeah. you know didn't you know maybe didn't quite become all-stars but they did become a solid rotation players. so request for, for all the questions that this kid had regarding his health and where he had fallen in the draft it seems like he's off to a good start
1: yeah no, I'm happy for him, yeah, I don't really know a ton about his backstory or like why there's so many health concerns, but yeah, seeing him drop in the draft is pretty surprising when I saw him like go as high as number five in some earlier mock drafts um in the off season, so yeah, just another good piece for Houston that that's not gonna get any playing time, yeah, in terms <laughs> of guys who've lost who's Stock decrease. Oh, I mean yeah.
0: we've been texting about this guy throughout the summer league. <laughs> Brandon Miller, man. Brandon Miller Woof. just did not look good. It's always fine no. when you have one bad game, two bad games, mm-hmm. adjusting to the size of the NBA, the speed. Uh three-point shot is further back than college, but oh, Brandon Miller just did not put a good body of work in in the whole summer league.
1: This isn't even the NBA, man. Like he's yeah. struggling in summer league. Like mm-hmm. this isn't for all the hype that you get as the number two overall pick, like the only guy that was drafted ahead of you was Wemben Yama. So that means like you'd probably be the number one overall pick in any other year. And for him to show up like this, like terrible shooting, turn the ball over like six, seven times a game. I think there was one game where he had like eight fouls. It's <laughs> like, fouls dude, on one like, of them. can you not play defense right? <laughs> like, how do you get eight fouls in a summer league game? Mm-hmm. I I am extremely. Pessimistic on Brandon Miller, I, yeah, I, I don't know. My, my gut is telling me he's already a bust, and and it's not just because of the summer league performance. This is quotes, man. Like oh, yeah. this guy just seems kind of just not all there. Mm-hmm. Like Paul George is your goat. Um, I don't know. He's just saying, he's just saying weird stuff like that, and I, I think he he uh, said something like how Chris Middleton he didn't know who Chris Middleton was. <laughs> I was like, dude, is this guy like just trolling or is he actually like just trying to cover up that? He's not very smart. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not sold on this guy. Had the, all the gun stuff, you know, not that he was guilty or anything, but it just seems like he puts himself in bad situations. Mm -hmm. um, Not intending to. And I just don't think that's, it's going to bode well for him. Yeah. I,
0: I would have really hoped for him to just sort of play up, especially when in that game against Victor or um, some of the other games against the Rockets, but he just never really showed up and I'm kind of not surprised. I also wasn't super high on him. I didn't think he, he should have gone second. Um, I definitely think that was scoot there. And I like some of the other, the Thompson twins looked, I thought Mm -hmm. looked a lot better. Their profile looked a lot better. So I mean, he was the guy who came, who went to call, I guess, went to college and had a big run in the tournament. But the this year this year, tourna- he had a terrible tournament. Oh, right, right. But the and the tournament just was so the NCAA was just weird, where a <laughs> lot of these top guys weren't even there. So, yeah. and I don't think Brandon Miller ever, to me, put together a notable game that I was like, oh wow, that game he's arrived. Like Scoo had that huge game when Victor showed up to the yeah. to play the G League Ignite. Like that's a, that's an iconic performance that you
1: can't forget.
0: Right. Uh, and honestly, yes. Yeah,
1: speaking of scoot really quickly, man, that yeah. guy balled for like one half before he got hurt. Oh yes, but man. He looked awesome. Yep. We saw everything we needed to see. I think when you couple, he's going to be a box office player. Yeah. I'm excited to see Scoot,
0: And, you know, we've talked about this where I've said, I feel like Scoot is stealing feels Russell Westbrook. And, mm-hmm. The at worst, he's Eric Bledsoe, um, yeah. and Eric Bledsoe had some good two, two to yeah. three years where he, he was a big piece to to the to that Suns team. Uh, and so if that's your worst, I don't think that's that bad. And I don't. No. And at this point, I don't feel like Scoot is leaning towards that side of the spectrum based off the little yeah. that I've seen from him.
1: Definitely not. He's leaning much more towards Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brandon Miller's floor is like not even playing in the league. At this point, <laughs> in my mind, like he just he just falls off completely. Like mm-hmm. I could totally see it, like Anthony Bennett level bust. Oh, I don't know about that. I still
0: think Brandon Miller could be like Jeremy Grant, or uh,
1: maybe a little. <laughs> At this slightly point, lower. I think Jeremy Grant's ceiling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's that's what it feels like to me. Like that's like his best is just like a Jeremy Grant, like yeah long dude who can shoot well attack and score but never quite is good enough to think about being the third best player on a winning team or all-star yeah. team
1: oh the other dumb thing brandon miller said is that the hornets are going to make the the they're going to be in the finals next year <laughs> definitely not <laughs> that franchise has that was, never that, made that was the, the one where i'm like i'm pretty sure this guy is just dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or he's uh, a huge troll i don't know but I just, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Victor Wimbiyama games, though, were fun. Those were good games. I'm glad that
0: the, so fun. The, that he showed up to play uh, some moments there where it looked like definitely he was, uh, a, he hyped himself maybe a little too much and forgot <laughs> to just play basketball. Yeah. But then I think when things eased off in that second game, definitely mm-hmm. the, the towards the end of that first game, I think we saw the magic of like his vision, oh, yeah. his IQ for the game. I think the scoring touch will come, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, dude, he got dunked on in the first one of those games, so like he he's there,
1: he's ready to play <laughs> yeah. some basketball. So yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great uh, welcome to the NBA moment. I think that was Kai Jones that caught him with that yeah. poster. Um, which yeah, I mean, he's an NBA player. Like he he was playing NBA minutes last year, so that's that is an actual welcome to the NBA moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, My other takeaway from the Summer League is, you know, some of these guys showed up and looked good, but got to get got to be taken with a grain of salt. The top five leading scorers in Vegas uh, for the last uh, uh, Summer League were Nicole Alexander Walker, Kevin McLean, Chris Brochure, Aaron Holiday, Lonnie Walker.
1: (laughs) Who's Kevin McLean? (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. And I think that's my point is like, I think the Summer League, if you can kill in the Summer League, it's an indicator that. You have a shot in the NBA, but it's mm. not an indicator that you're going to be a killer in the NBA. Like it's, no. it takes it takes time, and I think it's just a sign, not the sign that you're going to be, you know, a, a good. It's it's a sign I think that you're going to be a good player, but definitely not a sign that you're going to be a great player. And adding to that list of MVPs, I finally found the list. Here it is: mm. Ke- Keegan Murray was the MVP last year. Davion Mitchell. Cam Thomas, Brandon Clark, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Tyus Jones, and Kyle Anderson. Again, all these Danes are dudes who have had uh, solid NBA careers, long ones for sure. Yeah. Above the average, but definitely not dudes that are like jumping out of the pace. Not,
1: not even an all star on that list, too. Yep. That, that, is, that is very interesting. Like all these guys are like decent NBA players. Exactly. Yeah. So you're almost a lock to be a decent NBA player if you win the MVP. So. I guess that's where Cam Whitmore is going to sit. Yeah, so that
0: so, but I think it's a good sign for him so far considering yeah, no. getting picked that 20th and I think he can only go up from there. Totally. Yep. And uh that's all I got on the NBA Summer Leagues, Sean.
1: Whew. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. I mean, shout out to Cleveland for winning it. <laughs> uh I think Anthony Bates had a pretty funny like post game where he's kind of mimicking LeBron winning. Uh, the NBA title with the Cavs. Um, so this is them winning the Summer League title, so that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. They got a good young core there. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. I, I don't ever watch Summer League, but I keep watching it more and more. Um,
0: <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it's fun, it's fun when you when you got when you got big names from the previous draft class, and I think this was a big draft class. It was it seemed talented, so I think this year made it more fun. And I think it's always fun when you got a player like, yeah, like Victor coming in where there isn't much, mm-hmm. you know, history with him playing against some of the top Americans. Right. Uh, so to see him fare off against these guys was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, that's all we got. Thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, we'll continue to break down everything in the NBA off season and, uh, you know, we'll start our traditional, nba play nba season previews where we break down each division each team and where we think they're going and we lock in our championship picks uh i think so far neither of us have really been right with any of our championship picks i think (laughs) last year yeah i think (laughs) last year i said the clippers were going to be there and the bucks were going to be there and both those teams
1: were eliminated in the first round (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what makes it fun though right you never know what's going to happen yeah Um, yeah we'll, we'll do our best to get it right this time Yeah. No guarantees. All right. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone.